Every year in the days leading up to Christmas, I reread Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And every year, some different part of that story grabs hold of me. The story is like this never-ending gift of illumination of what Christmas is or could be. Loved ones, what's going on? I'm Bruce, and this is A Bigger Story. This year, while reading A Christmas Carol, this jumped out at me. It's near the end of the story. All three spirits have appeared to Scrooge, the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And it's then that the scales seem to fall from Scrooge's eyes, and he understands that the transformation is almost complete. He's still dreaming, and the unrelenting hand of the ghost of Christmas yet to come is pointing at the grave meant for Scrooge, And Scrooge pleads with this increasing resolve, Spirit, hear me. I am not the man I was. I will not be the man I must have been. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. And then he wakes up from his night of dreams and spectral visitations, and now fully awake, he repeats his words yet again. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I have a friend named Adam Gray. Adam succeeded me this past year as the pastor of Riverside Church in Jacksonville, Florida. One of the things I'd noticed about Adam as we became friends is that he's really, really good at getting stuff done. He doesn't just have good ideas. A lot of us have good ideas. What distinguishes Adam is that he executes. He helps those ideas actually come true. I asked him once about his effectiveness and his discipline, and he said to me, well, it's kind of like this. The Adam of yesterday makes a covenant with the atom of the future. And the atom of today's job is to keep that covenant. That is so good. I just want to repeat it again. The atom of yesterday makes a covenant with the atom of the future. And the atom of today's job is to keep that covenant, to do what I promised I would do yesterday, to do it today so that tomorrow what I promised yesterday will come true. I think this is what Scrooge meant when he said that he will live in the past, the present, and the future, that the spirits of all three shall strive within him, except his scope is even broader. He's talking not only about keeping his personal promises, his covenants with himself. He's talking also about keeping Christmas all year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future simultaneously. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. That is as good a description of living an eternal life as I can possibly think of, that we live in the past, the present, and the future simultaneously. Divine past, divine present, divine future, in divine past, a promise of eternal love, eternal justice, eternal mercy, in divine present, that promise so often seems out of reach, sometimes just out of reach, and sometimes far out of reach. And then divine future, that promise of eternal love, mercy, and justice still holds and is coming into view. 
And God in the present is busy keeping that promise. And in the story of God, how exactly does that happen, that God in the present is keeping that promise from the past and into the future? I think the Christmas story in the Gospel of John gets at it. The Gospel of John, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. John, the fourth gospel, is the mystical, philosophical gospel. There's no baby per se, no shepherds, no angels. You wouldn't base a Christmas pageant on John 1. It would be kind of boring. It starts like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. So that's divine past and divine present right there. The Word is Jesus Christ, and the original Greek of the New Testament word is in Greek, logos. In first century classical Greek philosophy, logos describes a universal divine reason, a universal, unchangeable organizing principle or set of principles that govern all creation, transcending all oppositions, all perfections. The mystic Franciscan friar and priest Richard Rohr calls the Logos the divine blueprint for everything. So it's not surprising that some Christians of that time would appropriate Logos word to describe Jesus Christ, universal, eternal, was, is, and is to come, the blueprint for everything. So this eternal Logos, this word, Christ, was, is, and is to come in the beginning with God and becomes flesh and lives among us. That's the Christmas event. And I think in a roundabout way that this is why so many still find their way into churches on Christmas Eve to see the candles lit, to sing the old familiar Christmas carols, even if going to church the other Sundays of the year is something that we've long ago given up. I think it's because we have this memory of Christmas past, a memory that somehow still manages, even if it's just a little, to warm our hearts and spark our imaginations. And maybe it's also because we have a need a need that's hard to put our fingers on, but it's there, a need or a hope that somehow grabbing hold of that past thing will somehow renew us, inspire us, maybe even transform us today, Christmas present, so that the days ahead, including a new year about to unfold, Christmas yet to come, might be somehow different, somehow improved over the year that's just now passing more apt in some way to be filled with deeper hope, greater love, our world filled with more mercy, more justice, more light. I can't think of anyone who wouldn't want that. The spirit of all three Christmases striving within us, Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas yet to come, striving within us and kept within us, all simultaneously, and not just for one day, but for all days, every day. One of the verses of the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, confirms this idea. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Born in us today. That past, beautiful, mystical event, now, a present, beautiful, mystical event 
born in us today and unfolding to a future beauty and a future mystery, a beautiful mystery, a beautiful story. The child born, not just a one-time miracle, but an eternal miracle for any and every day of our lives. Charles Dickens writes at the very end of A Christmas Carol, Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more ever afterwards. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. Stay in touch, Bruce at BruceCole.tv. Remember, you are loved. <laughs>